Asia, has the world ended yet? I'm still here. You're still here. My parents are still here. And everybody I know is still here. Which means either A, the rapture was bullshit, or B, nobody I know got raptured. Well, maybe that just means that everyone in your life is a horrible sinner who's condemned to eternal damnation in a lake of sulfur. You know what? I do know some heathens. What did you do on Rapture Day? <laughs> I didn't go looting or anything like that, although I was planning on it. You didn't loot, no? I was planning on it if it right. were to happen. Cause I mean, would it have to be abandoned stuff? Would you steal from people just in anticipation that they would probably get raptured? No, no. I mean, I, I was So you're saying it. it's, it's bad that I broke into 10 people's cars on Saturday? I'm saying that it might not necessarily be a good thing. I'm not going to put a moral judgment on it. Rapture day, go for it. Pre-rapture day, maybe not so much. I'm quoting uh, the San Francisco Chronicle. The man who said the world was going to end appeared at his front door in Alameda a day later. Very much alive, but not so well. It has been a really tough weekend, said Harold Camping, the 89-year-old fundamentalist radio preacher who convinced hundreds of his followers that the rapture would occur this last Saturday at 6 p.m. And I'll just read one more paragraph. Uh, Massive earthquakes would strike, he said. Believers would ascend to heaven and the rest would be left to wander a God-forsaken planet until October 21st, when camping promised a fiery end to the world. And that's by Will Kane in the San Francisco Chronicle. Harold Camping did definitely say that it would make the tsunami and earthquake combination in Japan look like a day in the park. He didn't just spend his own money. He has this website. It's like family something or other. I'm not going to say the full name because fuck that guy. And he got people to donate literally their life savings for the billboards, for the pamphlets. A guy drove his family 3,000 miles to California for the rapture, packed up the fucking minivan and got the hell out of Dodge to drive all the way to California. Imagine your dad like waking you up at two in the morning. Get in the minivan, get in the minivan. Because the fucking rapture is about to happen. What does that do to those kids? Well, rapture, Disneyland, either well, way. Well, like, like, and this is this is one of the broader problems I have with this bullshit that he was preaching. There are consequences to people's words. Stories are very, very powerful things. That's like stories and music are some of the only like truly spiritual things I believe in. The consequence of people believing what you preach is that they make decisions not just for themselves but involving other people in their shit spend their life savings on that bullshit. And then I found out that a woman who staunchly believed that the rapture was going to happen took box cutters, cut her two children's throats, cut her own throat and wrists, was going to cut her kids' wrists, and then the next-door neighbor found, came upon them and stopped the woman from doing anything more. We can't just make fun of Harold Camping. To those people who really believed it, it wasn't a joke. We can make fun of him, but <laughs> but at the same time, like he needs to be held to account for 
what he got people to do and what he got people to spend their life savings on. He did the same thing in 1994. Exact same thing. If he weren't really tired of his bullshit in 1994, if he didn't remember it, and then it came back, and now you're like, oh, you know what? Because he's got a much more effective marketing campaign this time around. I'm going to buy into it. It's not that. I mean, people have been preaching for years. Oh, his website looks like it was fucking created in GeoCities or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's old style. I know, but those billboards, those were classy. Right? (laughs) Those were classy. Super sleek. (laughs) Top of the line billboards, if I've ever seen them. Top of the line, Microsoft Word. (laughs) Are you trying to make a billboard? (laughs) Clippy, help me tell people about the apocalypse. Well, free speech is definitely still a part of the society. And if you want to buy into some nut job and kill your kids, I think that's your psychosis. And not the man who's speaking it if you want to believe his psychoses. Because, I'm sorry, what makes this guy okay. an authority on the Bible? Here's where I want to be very specific. Like, there are, there are psychopaths in every group. Yes. Of, of society. But at the same time, I think that when you combine irrational people with a culture that promotes really, really deep and unquestioning faith in a certain set of beliefs, and also a culture that promotes a lot of fear and paranoia, it leads to holy terror. And that's that's the term that I, I, I'm sure other people have thought of this before, but that's like the closest thing that I can call it. Because I remember when I was really, really young and impressionable, I was a very, very sensitive kid. I'm still a sensitive person, but I was an incredibly sensitive kid. And I grew up in and was confirmed in the Presbyterian Church. And I remember when the pastor's sermons would get fire and brimstone and also like hearing even more fiery sermons from other less Presbyterian pastors. I had experience in, in sermons that were meant to strike fear into you. A lot of mainstream denominations still try literally to put in the term, the real term in the religion is put the fear of God in you. Mm-hmm. I feel like in a, in a very volatile time where there's a lot of ignorance to begin with, that people who promote especially ignorant ideas and especially twisted perversions of what should be constructive and positive religions should at least be held responsible for their bullshit. This is a really fine line because, yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It's a it, very, very fine line. Inciting fear in people happens all of the time. All of the time. However, he didn't... I, I'm for, I forget what the cult was called, but they went in and they all killed themselves. Heaven's Gate? Yeah, Heaven's Gate. Yeah. That cult. He didn't, like, bring a bunch of people together to mass suicide with them. Jim Jones I mean, did. And the, Bi- like, the Bible itself says that if you kill yourself... You're pretty much cut out of the list. The Bible can not only justify any act of violence or oppression, but features almost every act of violence and oppression imaginable. Like, I think it's very much the whole story of Christianity and of Judaism and of Islam is one of struggle, you know? But at the same time, I think the apocalyptic mold of that is an especially dangerous one. One of the guests on Bill Maher pointed out that there really is a subset of people in America who honestly believe that the second coming is is upon us and that the earth is about to is plunged is not about to be is being plunged into darkness 
and there's going to be an epic cataclysmic war between Christians and Muslims. Like, there, there is a section of America that believes that. Well, there's always been a section of every culture that's believed that throughout the beginning of time. Oh, yeah. Like, well, when then the actually, plague happened, every, every in London was like, oh, shit, we're all going to die soon. This is all fucked. I, right, I'm and I read sure that 1666 was one of the first times that the Armageddon was predicted mm-hmm. and obviously failed to come to pass. Yeah, this guy, you know, camping, did this shit in 1994. Like, right. you're wrong and once, you don't get any more credibility. Fool me people, once, yeah. <laughs> shame on you. Fool, Fool me twice, <laughs> cut your daughter's necks <laughs> with a box cutter. No, just shame on you. That is her. That is on her. That is her psychosis. That she did that to her kids. She can blame the apocalypse or some other guy okay. all she wants, but she did that. And that might be postpartum, or that just might be her being a fucking lunatic. And if that's the case, she doesn't deserve to have those kids anyway. Because if you're going to hurt your kids like that, you're not going to blame somebody else for that. Like, she did that to her kids. Oh, she definitely did that to her kids. But I think that apocalyptic mindsets and apocalyptic, let's, to be fair, cults have a disproportionate impact on people who are nuts. The kind of holy terror, the fear of God that they put into people. Like, I think it's a clear and present danger. It's not like shouting fire in a crowded theater. It's like bringing an arsonist to a theater and handing them matches. You know, I was thinking about this earlier, about the whole, you know, religion thing and being afraid of your maker. But I think that's okay because we are all animals. And therefore, I think that in, in a way, religion does kind of put a sort of accountability on all of us to be a good person because okay. of, of the, the supposed rewards in the end, or not rewards. I know this is getting a little off well, topic. No, it's, it's, that's a very insightful point. And I think that the systems and stories that humanity has learned to tell itself as we progress change, obviously, in accordance to what we think would be best and what would make us better than our original programming. So one thing that I've come to realize was a value in religion is that it was a manifestation in its time of humanity trying to tell itself how to be better than just an animal. But I think it was based on a kind of simplistic understanding. It's based on just a reward system in that you have to be good in order to avoid this horrible outcome and get this present Yes, but this it was, Christmas present that is eternal life in heaven. It was set and, up before And I think off. the cultures that produced those documents didn't ultimately escape that, fully escape their struggle and fully conquer their struggle. Um, and not only that, but I mean, I think even people who consider themselves religious would have to agree that organized religion itself has completely uh, shredded whatever legitimacy religious books have as oh, no, original it's documents. It's heinous. They do, like, they like take, they're obviously human documents. Yes, they're you know? obviously. Do you take the position that his preaching had no responsibility? And, and again, it's a less extreme example, but that guy moved 3,000 miles and other people literally spent their life savings. Like, should there be no... If he truly believes in what he said, then there really shouldn't be any... any because it's not like he was trying to to lie to people about what he believed. And this is why I say this. This is is why I say this. He was lying to them to get their money. No, this is why I say this. I just preface that with if he truly believed what he was saying. This is why I say this. Oprah is having her farewell show today. She has done 12 years of preaching to middle-aged 
middle-class women all over the country about whatever the fuck that she thinks her like in her brain is right but she truly and believes, whatever she wants you to buy yeah and truly she believes in what she's what she's shilling oh i'm sure she does there's yeah, yeah, there's yeah. there's no i mean and what does oprah get a big ass party and yeah. it's because she's like she comes from a place of goodness and she's not like wrong or when she is wrong it doesn't really hurt people's lives that much well but when people do still do things to their lives like for instance when she had her when like this year all of her guests are people that have like taped over taped over things to see oprah or have like like walked 100 miles to see the oprah show or, or whatever so i think when you're in a position of power if you try to use that power responsibly or truly believe in what you're saying and are, are honestly not trying to hurt anybody then you shouldn't really be responsible for what you do because it's a, it's a, it's a free speech banner the free speech blanket. Oprah's doing that, but she's doing it the right way, and she's making like a billion dollars in it. And that's what I think. They should at least be shunned. I think Harold shunned. Can't. Well, yeah, I, like honestly, fuck the fuck the media for covering the, this after so the much. First time. After the first time. I know, and it's. Only, I think it's only because the media laps this shit up. People with their uh, rational minds know that it's not going to happen. But irrational people, and I think all humans have a component of irrationality about us. We're rather absurd creatures. Again, we're animals being animals. We do have the fear center of our brain. We have the fight or flight response. And I think people who tweak that mercilessly in order to fucking take people's money and spread bullshit to scare more people should be shunned. So wait, you're saying that the media should, instead of making fun of the lowest common denominator, should cater to it. Well, they it already be, do cater to the lowest could, common could denominator. It'd be crazy to... Have you I seen mean, the news? I mean, I mean, what you're saying is that, I mean, because people may or may not do something crazy when they hear a news story, then the news should not cover it whatsoever. Even though you, we all saw the billboards, and it was one of those, huh? It's funny to rational people. It's literally the end of the world to crazy people. And this country, because we have such a shitty health system, especially in regards to mental health, there are so many crazy people who don't get help and are susceptible to fear-mongering horseshit like this. When you vest your crazy paranoia in your dumb numerology skills with the power of immortal and omnipotent beings who are literally about to engineer the end of the world, that's going to make you willing to do things that you probably wouldn't do otherwise, whether you're rational or not, but especially if you're fucking nuts. I'm okay with them exposing the traits of people. Is that just me? If you're truly crazy and are going to do some crazy bad shit, shit because you think the world's going to end, then, and P.S., nobody that I knew did this. Like, my mom called me. That's what she did. You know, she didn't, like, go out and, like, go on a bender and, like, loot some shit and then, like, kill some people and, like, get a tattoo and shave her head. None of that happened. She just called her daughter to say, I love you. So I think that that's actually a good test to see how crazy you actually are. If you think the world is going to end, what would you do in your final moments? That's good. Like, I called my mom. I did too. She called yeah. her daughter. You know? It, so if you're going to... Well, well, and I think gonna, it, it shows the kind of person you are. You want to protect the downtrodden or crazy in the way well, from, from no, me. You ultimately can't fully control for that except by having available health care for every single American citizen, which we still won't have under the new health care law the media shouldn't give them a platform with which to 
spout all the crazy. I'm glad that Glenn Beck is off the air or going off the air. But at the same time, he still has a vast internet platform and a huge corporate political machine. An elderly man in Taiwan reportedly killed himself on May 5th ahead of the rapture by jumping out of a building. Was it because of the rapture? He had heard the doomsday was imminent and had taken recent earthquakes and tsunamis as Wait, early Japan morning Shintoism. signs. Wait, Japan is Shintoism. Shintoism doesn't really even have a doomsday, does there it? Lo- there are so many Christian and especially Catholic missionaries went through all the Asian countries and spread Jesus and syphilis. <laughs> you can call me awful and horrible all you want, but I think that these reactions to crazy people who have, once again already done this in 1994 and then are again doing it now i think it's a new form of darwinism and i'm okay with that because i would like less dumb people in my world oh it's evolution in action i just wish that um in my ideal world people who really believed in armageddon um and in the direct literal version biblical version of the end times would just do us a favor and off themselves because if you're only vision of your future is one in which there is no hope not only no good outcome but a guaranteed apocalyptic outcome then you really should spare the rest of the world your nihilism and off yourself well then why are you having so much outrage for the people that are actually trying to do this because he didn't get a high enough body count he needs he needed to kill more people <laughs> that'll get us a lot of fans <laughs> Shud because he didn't kill enough people is what yeah. you're telling me. I mean, how much did he have to do? So they got billboards. I really think that his problem is that he already did this in 1994. Just because he has a billboard now doesn't make him any more credible. Do you, do you feel like the Dos Equis guy is credible and should tell you what to do with your life, even though he's got those really super cool commercials and billboards? Are you suggesting to me that he's not the most interesting man in the world? That's exactly what I'm saying. I think the Dos Equis guy is probably just average. Advertising has become the modern equivalent of preaching. Definitely. It preaches an image to you, it, pre- it pitches a literal product, and it wants your money. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of crazy people, Michelle Bachman. I literally think you were about to preach to the choir. Cherry Hill students challenge to Tea Party champion Michelle Bachman prompts threats. A 16-year-old girl named Amy Myers, challenged Congresswoman Michelle Bachman to a debate on the Constitution. Yes. She sent her a letter and posted it online that said something to the equivalent of, I have noticed that you have some very erroneous views about basic parts of America's Constitution. I would like to debate you on it. (laughs) But this isn't about that. This is about the reaction to her sending that letter. I, I Literally, I would buy her a beer and give her a high five. Wait, she's 16? I would buy her a Zima and give her a high five <laughs> because Zima's not really alcohol. Oh, she's gorgeous. She looks like, um, who's that girl? Like Chloe Grace Moritz, like hit girl? From, yes. Yeah, she's yes. gorgeous. Gorgeous and obviously whip smart. <laughs> this young woman, Amy Myers challenged Michelle Bachman to a constitutional debate, and now she says she cons- she's concerned for her personal safety. Here's her first quote. A lot of them are calling me a whore, referring to anonymous comments reacting to online news reports about it. Okay, first of all, if she had challenged Michelle Bachman to a dick suck-off, maybe they could call her a whore. Probably. But she challenged her to a constitutional debate. What in that makes her a whore? 
I'm just imagining Michelle Bachman <laughs> in a dick-sucking <laughs> contest. And those creepy eyes just bobbing up and down. She's gorgeous and, like, really smart. And, God, why, why are people ignorant? The Dutch Catholic Church and the Salesian Order are investigating revelations that a Salesian priest served on the board of a group that promotes pedophilia with the full knowledge of his boss. Is this like a this just in moment? Did this just come in? Yeah. The order's top official in the Netherlands confirmed in a statement that the priest, identified as 73-year-old Father Van B, served on the board of Martijn, M-A-R-T-I-J-N, a group that campaigns to end the Dutch ban on adult child sex. The group is widely reviled, but not outlawed. Yeah, there's a ban on adult child sex. Yeah, I think that's kind of a no-brainer. I take the hard line, the law and order SVU line, if you will. See, I would even feel uncomfortable saying the phrase, I take a hard line. I would search (laughs) even for a different Well, obviously there's a soft line. Right, exactly. Obviously there's a a soft line. I take a flaccid. (laughs) What I mean is I'm opposed. (laughs) The head of this order of priests said that he didn't think that this membership of this guy on the like Dutch equivalent of Nambla was sufficient reason to ban him from the order. Removing, and this is his direct quote, this is from the Huffington Post, removing someone from the order is something you would only do in the case of grave moral transgression, such as rape. There was never any question of that. Then the head of the order added that adult child sexual relations do not necessarily have to be damaging, including with children as young as 12. What's the age of consent in Holland? I was Google searching Holland age of consent. Guess how much it took me before it brought that up. Holland in the letters A-G. I didn't have to finish typing age (laughs) before Google knew that I was looking up age of consent. Well, maybe this has been a very popular article. Yeah, this has obviously been Googled. The age of consent in the Netherlands is 16. I only know how to say one phrase in Dutch, and that's goodbye. And I'm completely okay with that now. Yeah, exactly. Don't need to learn anymore. You certainly don't want to know how to say yes, father. <laughs> Stop! You have a dead squirrel, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> <laughs> Why is the squirrel dead? Do you know? Because Ivy. Ivy ate it. She did? Now take a video of the mom. Okay, look at this baby squirrel. Touch him. I like that really obligatory close up of the mom. What is this? Yes! Someone on the YouTube video comes on. There's the killer and the killed. The killer and the killee. Sweet. Okay, Okay, so what we just watched was a video (laughs) What we just watched is a video of a tiny tiny girl parading around this dead squirrel in her front yard, topless and bottomless. Oh, rigor mortis had not set in. It wasn't stiff. It was yeah, it was floppy. The family dog had just gracelessly removed it. (laughs) 
from among the living and then presented it to the young daughter of the family. It probably is a gift, I would say. Probably presented it to the father because dogs are a little sexist. Revealing some feelings about dogs, are we? One tried to hump me last night. I don't think that I have any. And we took that as adorable and hilarious, not sexist. <laughs> like, I like how everybody laughs. It doesn't even move into health. Wow. I like how I made this about me. This is not about yeah, me. this is not about <laughs> this you. This is not about me. So I think it, it reflects the innocence of youth and the obliviousness to the concept of death that you can only have when you're four or five years old. But the funny part of it was that she even looked up at the camera because her dad was filming this YouTube video and said, oh, the squirrel is dead. But then she kept addressing it as though it were alive and playing with it as though it were like a rag doll <laughs> <laughs> on a playground or something. And she kept calling it, sweet baby, sweet baby, sweet baby. So affectionate, so innocent, so David Lynchian and creepy. I think that you're a little idealized version <laughs> of what that podcast stood for was beautiful. However, I'm pretty sure that she is the new poster girl for the recession. She's parading around with no shirt and dead toys that could give her some sort of sickness, but of course her parents probably don't have health care. If she were a boy, it would get her a Dutch Catholic priest. Yeah, but she's not. So, That's a shame. So she needs a rich baby. And there's only like one I'm of those. I'm just saying little topless baby. There's only baby. like one of those. And that's the, the E-Trade baby. I'm just saying, little topless bottomless baby girl, become a boy. <laughs> just become a boy. Help your parents out. That dead squirrel's ghost is going to haunt you. Also, when you die of no health care, some other species is going to parade you around like you're a doll. And now the final issue oh, of the week okay. comes from the New York Times opinion pages. From op-ed contributor... Rich Benjamin. <laughs> wow. Wow. That is amazing. I hope his middle name is Meaty. <laughs> I hope his middle name is Moneybags. Honestly, that is the worst rap name I have ever heard. <laughs> and so this op-ed begins. It's called Not Going to the Chapel. I picked up my jangling cell phone one recent Saturday to hear the elated voice of Zachary, my longtime buddy and college classmate, I just proposed to Caroline, Zach announced, inviting me to the wedding and angling to plot logistics. So when are you flying in? Oh, I'm not coming to your wedding, I said. It's true. I'm boycotting all heterosexual weddings. How utterly absurd to celebrate an institution that I am banned from in most of the country. It puzzles me, truth be told, that wedding invitations deluge me. Does a vegan frequent summer pig roasts? Do devout evangelicals crash couple-swapping parties? Do undocumented immigrants march in Minuteman rallies? Heterosexual ladies and gentlemen, please, don't mail me that wedding invitation. It's going straight to the bin. He describes himself as a conscientious objector to heterosexual marriages. Can we start by pointing out that when your position is marriage equality, that means that you want the right to participate in the institution of marriage. And what you're doing when you refuse to go to people's weddings is that you're refusing to participate in the institution of marriage. 
So you're literally canceling out your entire position <laughs> and being a douchebag to a friend. Yeah. Right? And not only that, but fuck him for <laughs> for calling all straight people the equivalent of Minutemen. Yeah. Crazy asshole freaks. And for considering gay people as, like, undocumented illegal aliens on the run from the law and shit. And if anything reinforces a victim position, it's that. It's like, if you want to be a conscientious objector, your friend's wedding is really not going to make make the cut. Your it's friend who likely supports <laughs> your right to yes. get married as well. Yes, exactly. Because You're they know you. And, your friend. And they're good friends, unlike you, <laughs> who was a horrible friend. Yes. You who is a horrible friend. You who. You who is the worst friend you can have. <laughs> you who gave me the runs. Um, I don't <laughs> like think you who ever didn't give me the runs. <laughs> it's incredibly petty and so misguided. Misguided is a good one. Yes. It's really and no, misguided. And it's not like, I mean, do you think that your friend is sitting there making this wedding invitation? Being like, ha ha ha, I'm going to invite him. He can't get married. He's going to feel bad about his sexual irritation. <laughs> right. It's Did, switched to straight. What that really means is that you think your friend's wedding is all about you. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Which, again. It's not. Again, you don't fully understand the institution of marriage. Some things are allowed to not be about you. Right. Actually, marriages are kind of about the couple involved <laughs> in the whole ceremony. Actually, not even the couple. Just the wife. Yeah, it's pretty much about just the wife. <laughs> just the wife. I have never seen a case where that was not true. Well, what would gay male weddings be about? The wife. The top or the bottom? <laughs> the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Always the one who is penetrated is the one that gets the special day. And it also seems to me to come from a place where he doesn't really want marriage equality. I would be interested in knowing how many protests he attended or how many letters he wrote, how involved he actually got in the equality of this institution that he thinks is so important to him that he can alienate his friend base Mm -hmm. for it. All couples are not like Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. And we'll stave off marriage until you can get married. They, first of all, have the money to do that, so right. there's no tax breaks involved. They're obviously extremely good-looking, so at yeah. a moment's notice can find somebody better. Yeah. And don't need to rein it in or, like, club that one over the head and get it and trap it until it's theirs. Did I say I said that wrong? Going? I said that wrong. Don't get me wrong. I won't. Please don't. I believe... I believe we in don't, We don't want special rights. We just want the same rights that everyone else has. I, I don't like this we thing. Because I just don't. Because it's, it's forcing you guys to not be individuals. No, because it's still... <laughs> it would still be our choice to get married or not. It wouldn't be forced upon us, just as it wouldn't be forced upon Christian churches to perform gay marriages. Right? I just mean in calling yourselves a collective we. Because it forces you to not be individuals. And like this is why I have a problem with that. Because, you know, in the 60s, for, for instance, for, for black rights, there was the, the Martin Luther King Southern Baptist Church Coalition thing, and they, were, they, were, they just wanted equal rights. And then there were the Black Panthers, who wanted to be able to carry their guns, and they wanted to be able to um, feed poor kids and work on the inner cities. Whereas, you know, they just wanted... Oh my god, I wish there were an LGBT equivalent of the Black Panthers. I know, right? I made one of the script. Because, well, not an exact... No, not an exact joke. I don't want the... Obviously, well, obviously the gays would not be carrying around guns. <laughs> They'd be carrying around judgmental stares. 
like box cutters. Rhinestone studded box cutters. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Definitely. I wasn't speaking for just gay people. The majority of Americans now, now finally just support the, right now. Yeah. Like right this second. Don't don't tilt. When I say we, I mean the majority of the country now. Yes. That's why I think it's especially stupid to write an op-ed like this yeah. at this moment where now the majority of the country is on the right side of a political issue that has been used to sway incredibly consequential elections, mm-hmm. including the, the fucking re-election of W. That was one of the main issues that drove Republicans to come vote for him. Now that America is finally coming around to, to be on the right side of history to try to sabotage that and sabotage your friendship in the name of a goal that you are defeating by the method you're using to protest it. It's unbelievably petty. It's It's so catty. Yeah, it's so catty. It's And you sharing that opinion doesn't make anybody respect you or go, yeah, that's awesome. Right, right. And the first my first thought when I read it was of the people who I've known in my life who expressed the opinion, the opinion that the entire institution of marriage should be just destroyed. But my retort to that is always that it's all, marriage has always been a thing that's changed over time, that it's not property ownership of a woman and control of her yes. dowry anymore. <laughs> yeah. We have evolved over time mm-hmm. to make it something that is actually more based on a commitment. And I think the concurrent rise in divorce is people honestly embracing that they aren't able to have a commitment with each other. And I don't, I think the stigma attached to divorce should totally go away if we're trying to be more honest about our relationship arrangements. But I mean, I don't, I don't claim to speak for all gay people. I know that there are plenty of gay people just as there are plenty of straight people who never want to get married. But I think that all of us should have the option to and the right under the law to. Definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Because I think there are some people who shouldn't get married, <laughs> frankly. That is also true. Yeah. yeah, There should actually be a test. But I don't think they should be banned outright unless I get control over the list. There should be a test at least. One. Multiple choice or essay? Concise essay. You can say what you need to say in 50 words or less. Longer than a sentence, less than a paragraph. Yes. I'm glad we narrowed that down. If you caught your, your significant other cheating, what would you do? And if the first thing is, I would get a shotgun and shoot them. I don't think they're ready for marriage. Okay, well, again, you can check us out now that I've put up an actual website at themfp.org. You can tweet me at mfpseth, and you can tweet Asia. I don't remember what my point I think it's Mitchell 3.0. It is. But but spelled out, right? M I T C H E L L, the number three. But is it the, the word number P-O-I-N-T. three or the word the three? Number, the number three, then the word P O I N T, and then the number zero. Wow. <laughs> That's straightforward and all. Try explaining that five times. Yeah, five. so if you're going to tweet either <laughs> of us, tweet me. Yeah, don't then, tweet me. And then hope that someday after you add me, her Twitter shows up under my account. Don't tweet me. <laughs> okay, so I don't twi- check tweets. Tweet me. Don't don't tweet her. I check emails. You're killing the microphone. I right check now. emails. You can email me at lisachin at gmail Well, then only email her. Yes. And it's not even the real me. It's a dummy me. But I still get him. 
Now, by that, do you mean that you have physical decoys of yourself that you've placed out into the world and pretended that you were there? Like, is there is there an Asia doll back in Indiana at your parents' place? Actually, Seth, the Asia doll has been sitting here the whole time. Real Asia is actually asleep. Fool me once. <laughs> shame on the doll maker. <laughs> Fool me twice. Shame on Asia. <laughs> One would have thought that after these episodes together, you would have the loyalty to me. You say that assuming that the doll hasn't been here for the whole rest of the episodes. Wow, you guys. Wow. Um, it's hard to find out that your co-host <laughs> is actually a lifeless automaton. Really just getting laid somewhere. I would hope so. Yeah. I hope the doll isn't out getting laid somewhere. No, the doll's right here in front of you not getting laid. <sighs> then I feel like a doll. <laughs> <laughs> and by that I mean... 